0: Hello and welcome back to another audio exclusive WTF1 podcast and today is a post-quality podcast for the Monaco Grand Prix and what a crazy qualifying we had. To talk through it with me as ever is Monaco super fan and WTF1 founder Tom Bellingham. Tom, did that Monaco quality live up to the hype?
1: It did, it's always crazy at Monaco. It, it looked like we were going to get through the whole session apart from a very unusual incident which we'll go into but then all hell broke loose at the end, really.
0: It really did. It was a pretty crazy end to the qualifying, similar to what we saw last year, except this time it was Charles Leclerc that had pole position, but he wasn't the one that ended up in the wall, which I think a lot of us F1 fans are pretty glad to see, as much as we, you know, joke about the curse. I think most of us are happy to see Leclerc take that pole position. And what a sensational lap he put in. It was looking like it could be his all weekend. He looked fastest, well, he went fastest in Friday in FP1 and FP2. Checo? you know, put a little something-something in FP3. And we thought maybe it could be a battle between the two, but it was Charles who reigned supreme and uh, managed to get a consecutive pole position pretty much in his back garden. So, Uh, nice job.
1: Yeah, he's just looked maybe, well, I say unstoppable, but yeah, Perez did beat him in FP3. But he has looked on it all weekend. Uh, Just so, so good. And uh, yeah, his qualifying lap was, again, amazing. And yeah, this time he didn't need to be the one to put it in the wall to secure his pole. And genuinely, even if the I know like people like Verstappen were frustrated uh, to essentially not get another crack, um, I don't think he would have got him anyway. Uh, Leclerc just did look unstoppable. Uh, And yeah, what what a pole.
0: It certainly was a sensational pole lap. So well done to Charles. But yeah, let's address the elephant in the room because Checo Perez, he was the guy, he looked the one to beat. Obviously, Sainz was also putting in some pretty sensational lap times, but Sergio Perez was going to be the one who could potentially take that pole away and made what could be said as a quite rare mistake and ended up binning it in the wall right before we got to the Monaco Tunnel um and as a result brought the session to a premature end so that's the second time in two years which a shunt at the end of qualifying in Q3 has sort of made it a bit anticlimactic an end to qualifying uh, but glad to see that Sergio's okay and also Carlos who collected Checo as he went round the corner
1: yeah it was quite shocking it, you had the I don't know if it was amusing but it was it was kind of amusing where the camera just kind of cut away just at the wrong moment. You saw a Red Bull spinning and you were like, oh, hang on a minute. And then, <laughs> Something happened there. Yeah, and then it cut back and you obviously had Perez backwards in the wall, science collecting him up. And yeah, just a dramatic end. And then just to throw a bit more drama into the mix, Fernando decided he wanted a bit of action and slammed it into the wall at uh, the hairpin as well. Quite the <laughs> Quite the dramatic end to qualifying.
0: Yeah, no, it was certainly an unusual shunt for Alonso at the end of qualifying. Uh, somebody tweeted me, forgive me, I can't find your Twitter handle, but saying that the only two times I've done a qualifying watch along this year was in Australia and now in Monaco, both of which. Oh what! Uh, I know so
1: Fernando. Yeah, both times.
0: So I'm you're really his sorry. curse. Yeah, I you're, am. Not, you're not
1: doing another watch along. Sorry.
0: Okay, sorry about that. Um, I'm also (laughs) sad because I wanted to react to a Checo poll, but I never got the chance. But anyway, I'm sure that there are bigger problems in the world than me not being able to celebrate that. (laughs) Let's answer a question from Team WTF1 member Efla T Major, who asks, what are the possibilities of a penalty that could be coming for Perez or science after the crash at the end of qualifying? Now, as we record this, it's quarter to eight in the evening in the UK. So it's a few hours now after the end of qualifying. We still haven't had a final classification in the FIA uh, documents board. I'm just going to refresh the page to make sure. Nope, still haven't had one. So although I think it's very unlikely that there will be any last minute changes to the classification, I guess it could still potentially be a possibility, but very, very slim. Lots of people suggesting that there could be something, a penalty on the way for Carlos, because there were double wave flags As he was going into the corner where Sergio was. But I mean, it's also such split second reactions that I think he'll likely get away with it. But
1: yeah, I haven't watched, I haven't watched Sciences on board, but I did see obviously there's, he does go past a yellow board. Um, It's whether it is literally too quick before he can slam the brakes on and do anything about it. We've had this before though with Max in I wanna say Qatar when
0: That's uh, when he got he it was really late until after they suddenly noticed it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so <laughs> sometimes the boards are a slam dunk no matter what. I think Hamilton did as well, where even though it was really hard to see,
0: yeah. Um, I mean we could, was I could it Austria, it
1: a, I think it was.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was because they waited until literally right before the Grand Prix. Yeah, so maybe raise maybe that's
1: what they're doing. They they're off watching the Champions League final or something the stewards and they they'll do it afterwards. They're on a bit of a, a jolly
0: tonight. Yeah,
1: so maybe that's what they're doing and then we'll find out in the morning, but yeah, Carlos might could be in trouble a little bit especially he did admit on the radio as well I didn't see the yellow flags, which is probably not a great thing to say that's uh, a on, poor choice of words yeah on the radio and then prayers whether he gets a gearbox or has an issue I'm sure Christian Horner would be like oh yes master plan get, Pere- <laughs> get uh, Max into <laughs> not don't need the team orders I mean the fact that it's very unlikely can't see it happening but no. You know, if science gets a penalty and Perez doesn't start, but or or you know has to take new parts or whatever, could see Max on the front row, and very if much. and if Helmet Marco uh, has anything to say about it, he wants Leclerc to get a penalty as well, which is it's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Like playground at this point, isn't it? It's very much i know you are but what are my kind of vibes of like well he he didn't he didn't go over the way bridge and it's like well he didn't stop for double wave yellows and all this kind of stuff i think boys come on calm down but yeah yeah listening to sergio after the after the session he went to the medical center because he said that the car was registering like a 20g impact which is a pretty hefty shunt um and it looked like a pretty nasty collect like collecting the barriers at the when he had the crash but he said i think there was a technical issue because it's quite a load speed section um and luckily the tech pro is there it's just a shame of what happened um so, so it's not a confirmed
1: it's not a confirmed tech issue then is it but no, he just it's, he it's, believes it is yeah.
0: but these drivers you know what they're like they don't think that they could ever put a foot wrong
1: <laughs> yeah we'll see it <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting to see if if Red Bull feel they need to say anything or prove that it was or wasn't a technical issue but yeah you're right they will it's very rare that they go yeah I am stupid unless you're Charlotte Claire. yeah
0: <laughs> oh bless him but yeah very much so so to answer your question at the moment there are no penalties being said but we haven't got the final classification I don't know if that will still be the same when this podcast goes out but for now there is still a slim possibility
1: announce London Norris Paul.
0: Yeah, well, I, to be fair, afterwards, I was in such a state. I saw that he put on the, it was on the McLaren app or something to be like, oh, I thought I would get pole with that lap kind of thing. And I was like, oh my goodness, because as you all know, I am so gullible. And then I sort of took a minute and was like, there is no way he would have got pole. What is he chatting on? And then I was like, Oh, it's sarcasm. Oh, right. <laughs> no, good thing. I didn't do an article on that. A, eh? that would have been embarrassing. Um, but yeah, just Lando being Lando, I think. Um, and someone else who, well, definitely would not have got a shot of pole. There was potential for a, a top five finish, I would say. Um, but got completely mugged off was Pierre Gasly. And, my man, he was raging after that qualifying session. He'll start P17 tomorrow, as it stands, and he was in a serious drop. But you can see why.
1: Yeah, it was the fact that it was his own teammate that caused <laughs> the red flag, uh, makes it even worse. But it was it was a weird one because Yuki just tapped the wall. He obviously broke his uh, what are they called wheel cover? Like
0: wheel cover, yeah, yeah,
1: and. Um, smash that to pieces and then it seemed a bit dramatic to throw a red flag when he was just coming back to the pits with a puncture uh but i think you said on on our watch along that a mechanic a mechanic sorry a marshal uh waved a red flag (laughs) mechanic that would have been quite something (laughs) a marshal waved a a red flag early and then they had to essentially you have to like trigger it you can't you can't, you can't just, just
0: have a rogue red flag.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it would confuse drivers and yeah. it could cause absolute chaos. And uh, also
0: Ted um, Kravitz. Oh, just, somebody goes past in a really loud car. Yeah, Ted Kravitz was also saying something similar on The Notebook when I was listening to it, um, where he said that a marshal had waved a, a red flag and kind of triggered the whole process. So although we haven't got an official word from the FIA as to what went on there, um, it sounds as if somebody just had a bit of a nightmare and went, oh, gosh, there's stuff on the track, and he's slowing down and waved a red flag." But normally, the, the marshals in Monaco are absolute, like they're such. They're high the best in the trained. business, aren't they? Yeah. they are amazing. Not saying that marshals aren't amazing everywhere else, but the Monaco marshals are trained to the highest level, as you'd expect from Monaco. To be honest. Um, so yeah, an absolute shocker from Pierre, and also strange rules you never knew existed in Formula
1: One. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Matt. Matt's joined us on the podcast,
0: right? Well, but as I was saying before, (laughs) Matt's so rudely, he's just just
1: appeared because Leclerc got a (laughs) poll. Okay, guys, so hi, I'm here, I'm back.
0: Don't forget about me um so sorry that's thrown me Pierre was saying um that he doesn't understand how Alpha Tauri basically messed him about so much during that race I would love to click on the quotes but my laptop is frozen this is just the best podcast ever um but yeah he said uh let's go to the quotes Uh, I'm extremely disappointed I don't think I can put into words how I'm feeling right now because the whole weekend was so good p5 this morning p6 yesterday every time I felt so quick in the car I was comfortable to put the fast lap times in and then he said I just don't understand some of the choices we are making
1: that's That's savage yeah Um, sometimes Gasly needs to maybe however however true things are sometimes you just have to give a boring answer to back your team and uh, not publicly have a go at them because it's not a great look is it because there was there there is obviously talk that and it is just panic chatter but that Red Bull uh, part of the reason that he won't ever go back is that Red Bull weren't particularly happy with him so uh, for certain comments and just the way he sort of can maybe act sometimes so yeah, uh, probably not Not the best look to slate your own team like that.
0: No, I saw that on his um, like cool down lap or out lap that he just was pretty much silent in the car, <laughs> which is a bit different to Lance Stroll, who we haven't really spoken about, but he had an absolute shocker of a quality and had like a little rage scream after they gave him <laughs> it, <laughs> after they told him his time. He was not a happy boy. Um, He's just
1: desperate to make another Monaco meme. He just wants to be a meme at Monaco again.
0: Well, that's his highlight from last year. So, yeah, maybe that's uh, what he needs. (laughs) He needs that as his one good thing throughout the whole year. But anyway. (laughs)
1: Loving the Katie (laughs) Savage, savagery Uh, today.
0: I'm really sorry. I think it's just Monaco. Maybe Monaco brings out the worst in me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, let's go through who impressed us most in qualifying mentioned there probably won't be lance stroll at the top of the list but um his teammate sebastian Vettel did a phenomenal job today um to put that through to q3 and he'll start p9 tomorrow loving the fact that we've got alonso hamilton and vettel all sort of bunched together on the grid. that's really exciting from p7 to p9 um but well i would have to say my star of qualifying today was charlotte Kirk because even on his last lap, he looked like he was improving on what he was already doing, which was crazy.
1: I feel like if Charles Leclerc had been out there for an hour, he'd just keep improving and improving and improving and just no one could get anywhere near him. He was just yeah. in the zone, absolutely on it. Yeah, it's hard to look, uh, even though it's maybe a boring answer, as the person that got polled by a considerable <laughs> margin, uh, he, without doubt, is the star of qualifying. Other standout people... Uh, has to be Lando, uh, you know, P, P5 for McLaren when his teammate is nowhere again. Sorry, Danny Rick. Um, and then, yeah, uh, who else have we got? Sebastian Vettel, of course. Um, how he's got that tractor into P9 is a very good performance. Uh, and then I guess if we're looking further down the grid... Yeah, it's more look looking further down the grid, it's more the disappointments. Uh and I'd say the yeah. biggest disappointment uh is probably bottas. Even though yeah. P twelve, you'd say last year P12 and an alpha is great. There were big things. I know the race were even talking, wrote a whole article about how he could get a podium.
0: I know. And uh
1: they jinxed him.
0: They really did. What meanies. But yeah, he had real crappy luck this weekend. So um We'll have to wait and see what he can pull out the bag tomorrow. Hopefully no more pits, pit lane or pit stop dramas for Valtteri because he's not got much luck here. But um, yeah, no, I'm pretty shocked by Alex Albon as well because he looked to have so much potential in that Williams um, and couldn't get it out of Q1, which is unfortunate. Both Hasses through to Q2, which is good. Um, like you say, weird to see a McLaren wedged between two Hasses. Um, but we'll have to see what Danny Rick can, can do from P14. Poor lad, he. Just, <laughs> I feel like he wants the world to swallow him up at the yes, moment. I think
1: we're gonna have Cause... quite a few questions about Dana Ricardo on the, the race podcast mm, tomorrow. Be right. Um because unless he pulls out some miracle, all the chat seems to be that he is going soon.
0: Well, as they mentioned on Sky Sports, the fact that you know journalists in f1 are doing articles mark hughes who works for the race he did an article to basically say that like, it looks like ricardo is on his way out now yeah and when you start getting journalists write articles like that then it's a when very, zach very brown, slow-
1: yeah and when zach brown starts talking about how loopholes in, contract. loophole in contracts <laughs> you're pretty much saying we're trying to get rid of him without tell tell me you're trying to get rid of him that, tell me you're trying to get rid of him so eesh.
0: I think Yikes. they've got to be careful, I'll be honest. Like I know that F1 isn't, um, you know, it's not an, a nice sport in terms of, you know, you can't just wrap everyone in cotton wool and all that kind of stuff. But when you've got a, such a healthy relationship with a mental health charity, and yet you're dishing out quite a bad bit of slander about one of your drivers in the press, I think mm, we probably need yeah. to be dreading a little bit carefully. But Especially but McLaren,
1: yeah. like, praised themselves as, like, the fun, yay, we're a fun team and then sort of slating their driver a bit. So yeah, even though he is, there's no doubt he's not performing, but maybe they could handle it. They could handle it better.
0: Let's see. Exactly. But we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But at the moment it feels like every weekend you're going, Oh, well maybe this one's going to be the one (laughs) for Daniel and then it never is. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that all folds out and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, before we go, we've got a lovely predictions reminder because we set some predictions at the start of this week for Monaco and some of them look like they could come true. Others we won't go into because they're already not relevant. Uh, Matt's two predictions were Leclerc breaks the Monaco curse. So it is. We'll have to see how that works out tomorrow afternoon. And then science makes another mistake or has a bad weekend.
1: not not I would say mm,
0: mm, no I mean obviously he did have the shunt at the end of q3 which could be cedar's a maybe mistake but I mean he's still ending up p2 so it's not been that costly so I'm sure well he's actually he's not there to argue it is he so no point oh (laughs) um and then I've said five or more DNFs, so i have to wait and see what happens tomorrow, especially if it's raining, could be good. And then Hamilton versus the FIA, which was to do with the jewellery ban, but the FIA have basically rolled onto their backs and said, oh, we'll delay it another few weeks, which to it's me sounds like it's never going to happen.
1: Yeah, very predictable. Uh, I've gone for Mercedes win, which isn't looking great, and Ricardo out in Q1, which he made it into Q2. Well done.
0: Can you predict that next week? Can you say Ricardo out in Q two, and then each week, hopefully,
1: <laughs> Ricardo <one>. top five,
0: <laughs> and just keep getting better and better. Um, and then the fans, we've got R Bolton seven says Latifi brings out the safety car after ending his race in the barrier. Quadrocas says Vettel podium. I mean, that would be quite something. That would be something if the race ends up with a Vettel podium, and then Formula one wimbo says pole sitter wins the race so we'll have to wait and see but yeah thank you so much for all your questions if you're part of team wtf1 then you can submit questions for these kind of audio only ones um and yeah we'll look forward to seeing you on monday for a post-race podcast hopefully if the forecasts are right and it does rain then it could be a rather exciting monaco grand prix Otherwise, um, it could be a twenty-minute episode because it's an absolute snooze fest. So we'll have to <laughs> wait and see. Um, Tommy, as traditions, have you got any final thoughts? Uh,
1: the I just did look at the weather and it does say showers. I am hoping for showers because that would spice the race up a bit. Because Hamilton's made some comments about you know it needs to be a two stopper or a three stopper. We did at that time when podcast about back when it was a two or three stopper and it was so much better and the race was actually very exciting Um, but when it's a one stop it really is just a procession and these cars are too big and then you just have the one pit stop to shake things up so a bit of rain would be very spicy indeed although I'm sure Charles Leclerc will be hoping for the usual boring Monaco race so you can get that curse and then no one has to talk about it ever again
0: Oh, what a shame. Got so many good views out of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. I want Charles to end the curse. Yeah, so Um, do I. I want nothing more than that. So hopefully, fingers crossed, Charles can convert that poll into a win and formula Wimbo, which had that as prediction will be very happy indeed so thank you so much for listening to this post quality podcast um as ever if you want to submit questions for monday's episode then be sure to follow us on twitter where you can submit your questions through there uh, and also do your three word race reviews on things like instagram so basically follow us on all social platforms because Otherwise, you can't submit any questions for it. (laughs) And um, we will see you then. Take care and goodbye.
1: Peace out. Bye. Peace out.